Hello and welcome to a very special Pint of Cthulhu episode, the Cthulhu Dreamt collab with Channel 84, Echoes of Eshiton, and Stumble Tables Entertainment, as well as Jay from our own podcast. We are doing the Railgun March scenario, gratefully given to us by the Action Fiction team. And we shall begin. Five years ago, a continental landmass arose out of uncharted section of the Pacific Ocean, a strange island that was not beholden to any known laws of physics, playing home to creatures unlike anything the world has ever seen before. Your employers, the paramilitary and biotech company Salian Wealth, managed to successfully negotiate and secure exclusive research grant from the UN to study the island, now known as Raelian. At first, it was all anybody could talk about. The strange new world, uncharted, undiscovered, even after millennia of human civilization. But gradually the excitement waned. Attention spans ran short, and over the course of half a decade, for everybody not on the island, life simply moved on. However, for you, life has been anything but ordinary ever since you stepped on the island. You are an edge trooper, an elite guard equipped with the most advanced technology known to science. Tasked to guard the research outpost Dryad Delta. Tasked to guard and research outpost Dryad Delta and the assets Salient Worth keeps inside. Your commanding officer, Captain Grandon, is tough but fair boss, who you've come to know quite well. He's away at the docks, signing for new shipment of supplies, which you are all very excited about. That leaves the responsibility of Dryad Delta, as well as the three scientists, Dr. Sammy Patel, Dr. Roderick L. Andovich, and Dr. Alex Wrightfield, in your very capable hands. However, as this unassuming duty shift comes to an end, bellies begin to grab and bull for dinner. Something happens that will change the course of history forever. And you can only hope to survive it. Team 1, Channel 84. Yes, hello. hello. Hi, I'm Rob, I'm from Channel 84, and I'm playing Roberto Reyes, the athlete. I uh, once a track star and an Olympic sprinter, pushed myself a little bit too far and got a pretty bad strain fracture and I lost my chance of that gold medal. I joined Salem Wolf for their beautiful benefits package and I got it and through their physical therapy I'm back to my physical health. Hi everyone, I'm Tom from Channel 84. I am playing Quinn Washington who is an engineer and you may not know this but Salem Wolf has been my job for quite a while now. I was recruited about 10 years ago um, when I, I, I left MIT. Uh, I'm a mechanic and I'm an electrical engineer and I'm pretty damn good at what I do. Uh, I can, oh, you know what, I can do most things that I need to within this job and really I want to get, I want to get further. Um, and that's about it really for me. I'm just there and I'm good at my job and uh, yeah. You're in the greenhouse. Roberta, the athlete, Quinn, the engineer, and Dr. Andovich. Okay. You and Dr. Andovich are having dinner in Dryad Delta Greenhouse, one of the few places on the island that legitimately resembles a place of peace. Standing near the transport cart, which has been broken down and inoperable for as long as anyone can remember, 
Dr. Andovich plucks a rosy apple from a nearby sapling. Then suddenly he grasps his hand to his chest, as if immense pain has taken over him. He looks over to you, asphyxiating. The eyes behind his warmest mustache are pleading for help. Pain gurgles are escaping his mouth. And then, just as you begin to panic, he stops, points to his lab coat, smiles mischievously, and in his warm, baritone voice simply says, Apple a day, keep doctor away, no? A moment of laughter passes between you, harshly interrupted by a static of your squad radio. Familiar, rough-hewn voice leaps from the tinny speakers. You recognize the voice immediately as Captain Grandon, the leader of your squad. Only his voice sounds strange, as if he's trying to hide some sense of stress or fear. Everyone report immediately to the center of Dryad Station Delta. Bring the scientists. This is an angstrom level event. I repeat, this is an angstrom level of... All you hear then is a blood-curdling scream. The light flickers and the ground beneath you rumbles ominously. You don't know what just happened, but definitely nothing good. You do know what an Angstrom event means, however. Group up and evacuate the island. It's the worst case scenario. A cataclysmic event. Andovich looks at you with fear in his eyes, shifting his backpack as he does. He knows what an Angstrom event means too. What shall we do? He asks you. Why is he actually asking? Oh, great, right, he's <laughs> he asking. asking okay, yeah. Yeah, we're here. Reversa. We character's called? Mine's Quinn, you're Reversa. Oh, you're Quinn, right. Uh, right, we need to get off the island if this event's happening, and we need to collect as much stuff as we can from, I guess, the greenhouse. What's around us? Well, you have a handout to read first. It should have come up into your no- uh, into your screen. Hang on a moment. Uh, oh, T1 note. Got it, got it, right. Yeah, T1 note, there yeah. you go. You search nearby for the emergency response plan manual to figure out what you need to do in an angstrom event and find this passage relevant to you. In the event of an angstrom level evacuation, a number of rations must be collected from the greenhouse. A day's worth of food for each evacuee, plus an additional three rations as a safety precaution, should be collected and fully inspected for seal integrity and purity. Once the rations are inspected, they should be brought to the central compound and disseminated prior to evacuation. Proper care should be taken while handling the rations to ensure they are not damaged during transport. These kinds of handbook-style standard operating procedures always seem to over-index on safety, so you may be able to get by without following it to the letter, though there might be consequences. Add regroup at the central compound to your list of goals. Okay, so we've got to regroup at the central compound. Fine. Um... So what did we need? We need a day's worth of food for each evacuee, plus an additional three rations as a safety precaution. Uh, are we talking about evacuees as in just myself, Roberta, and Doctor? Or are we talking about other evacuees as well? How many are in... All of the staff and the scientists. Oh. You have six Salian Wealth Edge Troopers and three members of staff. So, Team 1 will need to pull together and collect supplies from around the greenhouse. The players know where to find each of the supplies necessary. The issue becomes how they will carry all of it out. There's a lot they'll need to bring, and they won't have the carrying capacity to bring it all at once. There are a few options you can have. So, looking around, 
You'll notice there is the transport cart, as mentioned earlier. Yeah. It's broken down. It will need to be repaired. You can potentially make two trips. Or you can leave some supplies behind. Each ration is the size of three in your carrying capacity. Right. Right, okay. So, ration... Okay, well, Roberta, me, hi, um, as an athlete, I've got, I currently have a drawstring back, but would, she, would you not think that in her room she'd probably have, like, a fitness bag, like a bigger bag? You know, they should go You're to not train. in your room, though. No, well, I'm, in, I'm in the whatever room I'm in, the dining room. Could I not... Am I allowed to, like, run up to my room and kind of grab what... I, I assume she would have, like, a big kind of kit bag, just chuck her fitness gear out of the bag if there's one in there am I allowed to just make up that that exists essentially to do something like that you will need to go back to the central compound where your barracks are oh okay so we're not staying in the house sorry that would make a journey no you're you're sort of further away from the central compound as I say you were in the greenhouse section okay well seeing that I'm the engineer uh, I think we should consider fixing the um vehicle first because that'll mean we can carry out hopefully everything in one go rather than making two trips so the answer is what do we need to do to fix the uh, vehicle so the car is large enough to fit all the rations the players will need in one trip it has been inoperable since the days of dry early days of dry air delta it can be repaired but it'll just take some time Mm-hmm. And it will also require a roll. Okay. We should look at what's actually wrong with it. Yeah, so what what time are we talking about, and what roll do we need? Well, you need to essentially make the target number of 8. All of this runs on a d12, so if you roll a d12, you'll be able to find out what's wrong with it. Okay, I'm going to roll my d12 now then, and I've rolled a 6. Do you not have anything that can mean you can look at this kind of stuff better? <laughs> See that you're an engineer? Do. I'm, I'm glad you have mentioned that. So in your attribute points, you will have a number of little marks. Those marks you can use potentially to up your role. So be I believe it's cunning. Be cunning right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you could spend two cunning points to make that an eight, and then suddenly we'll know what's wrong with the cut. I think we'll do that. So let's knock two off my cunning. Yeah, Although okay. with Roberta's cunning, she probably wouldn't have said that to you. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, we've knocked, two, we've knocked two off Quinn's cunning, please, to make that an eight. Okay. Succeeding your role, but having unfortunately had to use that will incur still a penalty. Not much of one. But, um, yeah, you managed to get the thing working. It turns out it's yeah, a bit of dodgy wiring. Nothing too serious. And you managed to get it fixed relatively well in time. Brilliant. How many rations do you take with you? Right, well, if we look at that, that document, it reckoned we needed... Uh, let's get a T1 note back up. We needed uh, days worth of food plus an additional three rations as a safety precaution. Um, Each ration takes up three, did it say? Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so you need 
12. We need 12, but should we not take the three Do we not have time margins? to just should grab we... them and put them in? Yeah, you do. You have the car. It will take them all. Yeah, done. We'll take them all, them all then. All we will in. take yeah, right. all grab of G-Rations. Not literally chuck them in, don't matter that. Literally. And I assume we've, we've also got to check the seal of integrity and purity. Uh, which I'm going to say that, is going to be... You, Quinn? I'm you gonna... would say that. Uh, you, you need to be more thankful. That. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to check those, and I'm quite happy that they're all integrity sealed, so they're yeah. all safe. You're not helpful, Roberta. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm just kind of... Um, so we now need to get that to the central compound. Uh, I take it Doctor hasn't disappeared off anywhere. He's still with us. Yeah, he's still with you. He's unable to carry any of the supplies due to the fact he's carrying his own research equipment that is required by him. That's fine. Let's put him on the cart as well if that fits. Uh, and we know where he is and he's safe then. Okay, well, that's your part of Act 1 already completed. Oh, happy days. Yeah, right. Brilliant. So, Team 2. Max, the mercenary. Avery, the experiment. And Dr. Wrightfield. Can you introduce your characters quickly? Sure. Um, Max Musterman here. Not uh, much to say. Just that I don't particularly like being out in the open ocean. Some people may say, well, that's silly. It's an island. Yeah, it's an island for a reason. In the middle of the fucking ocean. MJ? Well, my character is Avery Holden. Uh, not your usual person. Look a bit fucked up, to be honest. Not entirely happy about being with Sailing Wolf, but it's not like I can be anywhere else at the moment. Okay. You are outside, as usual. The air is damp and humid, and you can see moisture clinging to your armour as you hike through the strange underbrush. Dr. Wrightfield, a wiry man with thick horn-rimmed glasses, is crouched down over some strange insectoid home, visible only in the glow of its tenants' bioluminescence. Apparently the ants here, who are the main food source for the mammalian insectivore species that the good doctor has been studying for quite some time, build their homes in strange three-dimensional glyph patterns as opposed to the normal mounds. Wrightfield bends low to the ground and a strange furry creature you have come to know as Linus darts out from his sleeve and starts making low chuffed purring growling sounds his tentacle-like tongue plunging swiftly into the dirt and retracting covered in ants. Wrightfield exercises some restraint and manages to refrain from stroking Linus's soft fur. But you've come to understand just how attached he has grown, not just to Linus, but to all the creatures native to this region of Raelian. Suddenly your radio springs to life, and you hear the same panic message as everyone else will hear. Everyone report immediately to the centre of Dryad Station Delta. Bring the scientists. This is an angstrom level event. I repeat, this is an angstrom level event. You all know what an angstrom level event is. And as such, you have been given a handout. Can one of you read it out? Jay, I'll let you do it. Sure thing. Angstrom event handout two. 
You search nearby for the emergency response plan manual to figure out what you need to do in an angstrom event and find this passage relevant to you. In the event of an angstrom level evacuation, all species of flora and fauna in the biolab, living or dead, must be properly accounted for. Once all research specimens are confirmed present in the biolab, this to be hermetically sealed off via the control panel located near the door leading to the central compound. After ensuring the sealing process has been completed, the biolab must be flame purged. Following emergency lockdown protocol, note, do not proceed to the central compound without confirming that all species within the biolab have been fully incinerated by performing a bioscan from the control panel. These kinds of handbook-style operating procedures always seem to over-index on safety. So you may be able to get by with it fully into a letter, though there might be consequences for that. Add regroup at central command compound to your list of goals. As you look up from reading, the doctor is looking at you, fear in his eyes, and Linus quickly darts back up into his sleeve, letting out a series of plaintive, fearful squeaks. He's looking at you for direction as to what to do next. Now, you know what you must do, but Wrightfield is there and he starts pleading with you not to do it. He's simply... No, please, please, don't don't kill me. Don't kill my animals. I've grown attached to them. They're my life work. They're my best friends, their closest confidants. They're all named, you know that. You can't. You can't kill them all. You knew, though, what you were getting into. You, you work here, too. You're well aware of what the protocols are. Your attachment, your decision for that attachment, is not our problem. You will have three options. You can purge immediately. You can account for all of the specimens and then purge. Or you can just simply leave the lab. There is also whatever options you can think of. But Wrightfield is seriously begging you. No, please, don't, don't, not, don't kill the animals, please. Well, what other course of action do you suggest, Doc? You can't kill them. They're, they're, they're harmless. It's not their fault. They're from what here. What is not... What is not their fault? The Angstrom event. Oh. You're a scientist, Doctor. Come on, put two and two together. Cause and effect. Alright. I say it's time we make use of this, uh... Fire suppression system. Get this, uh... Get this purging underway. And I will make a motion to purge the compound. Purging immediately? Mm -hmm. Uh, we should possibly locate everything first if we miss something. Time is of the essence. Time is of the essence very well. It's up to you. It's up to you. You have 13 minutes. Uh, is uh, Buddy Boy the pet thing on his sleeve still? Yeah. Or I'm going to grab that thing and get it off of his sleeve when you take the scientist out of here. He will start screaming and pleading with you to not do it. <laughs> Don't give a flying fuck. Actually. Okay. Are you right. are you purging immediately, or are you counting for all Pur species? Purging immediately. We need to go. He will beg you to let you literally just let him say goodbye. No, we don't. You're purging immediately. Yep. Okay. Well then, congratulations. You've passed the first part. That was even quicker than the last team. Oh, shit, we had time to, to search there. <laughs> Team 3. Justin, the medic, 
Bridie, the Wrecker, and Dr. Patel. Can you introduce your characters for me? My character is Justin Schumacher. He is the medic. Um, Justin is a middle school dropout, and basically his whole reason for working with um, Salient Wealth is for money. His whole shtick is money. (laughs) He's been um, working at this place longer than most of the other troopers, Um, and he has had some um, frustration recently with Dr. Patel, um, who he's assigned to, actually. Um, he is the medic, and then he ha- has both combat proficiency skills and also healing proficiencies. I'll jump in real fast. So I'm playing Riley Becker, um, and I'm the wrecker. So I'm like first generation child of immigrants, you know, for a long period of time. It's just been me doing the first of everything. First person in the, fa- in the media family to become like fluent in English, first person to graduate high school, go to college, and the first person to have a kid in the family. And when having that kid in the family, it's like everything else goes into like, hey, my responsibilities are this, want to provide, want to do the best I can. And having this job is I get two months off, two months on the schedule, incredible benefits, fantastic pay. And they just, you know, they uh, they let you do what you need to do by getting, I get to watch my kid grow up at the same time in my downtime. Uh, I have a good friend, which is the Dr. Uh, Andovich, we trade more stories about our child growing up and dealing with that and being a parent by ourselves. And it's pretty interesting. So for me, being the wrecker, I'm I'm your demo man. I'm a soldier. I'm just going to bash through strong, agile, got some fun secrets going on. And man, do I just like to wreck stuff. And I'll be doing a different voice than my own for the record. That's fine. Perfectly fine. Okay. The loud whirring of hundreds of tiny cooling fans off dozens of computers has become an almost soothing white noise to you. You're stationed in the server room with the head researcher of Dryad Delta, Dr. Patel, a woman with copper skin, black hair in a bun, and hands that fly across the keyboard as she inputs the day's findings. She seems entirely engrossed in the act of correlating data and the small part of you wonders if she even remembers you're here in the room with her. Your mind starts to drift off to your weekly game nights here at Dryad Delta, where Patel seems to become human once again. You look at her now, immersed in her work, a focused scowl spread across her face, and it feels like looking at a twisted mirror image of the expression of confidence she wears when she makes a masterful play that nobody saw coming cackling at you wildly at your bewilderment. You're shunted back to reality, however, when the quiet crackling of your radio receiver on Patel's desk starts to go off. She twists the volume knob and you hear Captain Grandin calling Everyone report immediately to the centre of Dryad Station Delta. Bring the scientists. This is an Angstrom level event. I repeat, this is an Angstrom level event before being cut off abruptly, the signal going dead. The quiet lasts for only a moment before the lights of the room flicker, and the loud humming of the backup generator kicks in to fill the empty airspace. Only, it feels like the humming is too loud. Then a echo, echoing boom reverberates off the walls of the room, 
and the monitors of Patel's desk wobble back and forth in response. Dr. Patel looks at you with a deadly serious expression. We need to initiate a server wipe, she says in a matter of fact, before turning around and getting to work. You'll be given a handout. Can one of you please read it out? In the event of an Angstrom level evacuation, all data in the server room must be wiped clean. First, ensure that all devices are properly connected and the local area network is online. Once confirmed, the station's head researcher must input the activation code to begin the server wipe sequence. Once server wipe has commenced, it cannot be canceled. Physical backup devices may need to be destroyed by hand. Once all data carrying materials are destroyed, proceed to the central compound. Very nice. So, Dr. Patel turns to you. We need to start wiping all of the data immediately from the compound's computer system. She starts to type it across the keyboard and start following protocol. You have three basic options here. You can perform a complete wipe, convince Dr. Patel to leave immediately. No, you have two even, sorry. However, as she starts to carry on her work, you'll hear a beeping noise. I won't tell you what that is just yet, but can you? What, what do you want to do in this situation? So I'm guessing my role here is more or less to keep any of the researchers and the, the people safe. And mm -hmm. in this type of event, it we need immediate evacuation. So I may just try to convince the doctor to leave. And so I'll be like, Doctor, <clears throat> Doctor Patel, we need to leave right away. The servers will be wiped anyway because they'll be destroyed. We cannot leave without a full level wipe. We must follow protocol. Can you roll me a d12? Yeah. <sighs> Unfortunately, you're unable to convince Patel at all. We must follow protocol. Every device must be wiped completely before we leave. We cannot leave, leaving any data behind. We must perform a full data wipe. So as you are being forced to do this, unless you have anything else you want to say. Um, my character, Justin Schumacher, the medic, is going to say, I think we should follow the doctor's orders. I think we should follow the protocol. Yes, good. Help me with this, will you? Justin basically hands you a whole bunch of files to basically start shredding. Right, Justin complies. I could just blow up the room and we could be gone. That be engulfed in flame and destroyed. That potentially will not wipe all of the data. Drives can survive blasts, you know. Besides, one of them is missing. There is a data device missing. And she turns the screen to you and you can see quite clearly... One of the data devices is highlighted red and flashing as missing. We must wipe everything. If it's not in this room, where could it be? We must wipe it all. Might be with one of the teams when they were here before, or anyone else who's in the room bef besides us. We all came in together. Hmm. Well, help me get this wiped, and we will find it. All right. Unless you have anything else to say, that's your part one done. Okay. Justin is going to hurriedly try to comply with the directive to wipe all of the stuff 